chestnuts roasting on an open fire, Jack Frost nipping at your nose. Many times in many ways, Merry Christmas to you. You may be the first guest we've ever had to sing on this podcast. And that was beautiful. I am Thank great. you. Wow. Thank you. Amazing. I'm, I'm just trying to give the people what they want, chat. Welcome to Hold On, a podcast for people we love, and that's probably you. My name's Chad Poe. And I'm Lydia McMillan, and we're so glad you're here. Chad, what's the word? Well, we are still in our season of Advent, where we are adventurously anticipating the coming of our Lord Jesus. And this week, we are focusing on the Advent concept of love. Yes, friends. And we love that you give us such awesome reviews and you rate us so well over on Apple Podcasts. So if you have not already, head on over to Apple Podcasts, subscribe, rate, and review. Five stars only. You need to know I hate it if you give us anything less. Oh, no love there. Love less, like that cafe in Nashville. Nashville, Lydia, where I just spent the weekend doing a fantastic wedding and I got to see my podcast co-host for the first time in 12 years. Oh my gosh. Worlds collided. Now we regularly answer, at least I regularly answer this question. How do you know Lydia? And I always tell them, well, we know through camp. I guess they thought we worked. We never worked camp together. We never spent weeks of a summer together. We sort of did that one summer. Yes. Yeah. So the first summer we met, we were both at working like the same location, but not the same camp. For the same company, but you were working in a kids program and I was a guest speaker for the student program. And yeah. So we saw each other in person this week and that was fun. Yeah. Yeah. We got to see the fam. We took a picture with Josh. That was awesome. Thank we you. Did. So my much. head, my head was so awkwardly tilted in that photo. I <laughs> I know you shared it with the people. I wish we could go in yes. with a good photo with shop or edit. <laughs> yeah. Any of our friends out there, if you're a photo editor and want to gussy it up. Straighten my neck up. <laughs> uh, yeah. We had PDK, which is one of my favorite places to go eat. Um, aside from, of course, the Chick-fil-A in Lebanon. I do love you, Chick-fil-A in Lebanon. Well, we were not attempting to go there because it was Friday and Ezra is pizza. Ezra is a pizza man and it is yep. pizza Friday for him. But you went to a restaurant in Nashville and there was an hour long wait. And we oh said, my goodness. yeah, I took no, the kids. I, I, I had the kids by myself. So Josh was coming. He was meeting us at the location. He was wrapping up work. Chad was meeting us. We were all meeting at the same place. And I walk in with the children and they're like, ma'am, it's going to be an hour wait. And I said, so I drug all the kids outside and I said, okay, guys, listen up. Pizza's not going to happen today. It will happen this weekend. I'll get you pizza tomorrow. I can't get it today. And immediately Elsie was like, pizza, pizza. I was like losing it. She's two. It, it makes sense. And Ezra's bawling. And I was like, guys, it's going to be okay. But his world was wrecked. 
He was like, I'm losing. And I said, guys, it is going to be an hour. And they said, we will wait an hour. And I said, no, you're not. I'm not waiting an hour. Well, you're waiting an hour and being hungry. So we're going to go get some food. And they all had hot dogs. They don't have pizza on the menu at that restaurant. You, most no. restaurants these days have a kid's pizza on the menu. You should have stopped at Little Caesars on the way. <laughs> I should if there was one on the way, I probably could have done that, and that would have been sufficient. But you know, um, I believe yes. honestly, it's it's a little offensive to me that your children weren't fine with trading pizza for this man they've never met. <laughs> you don't get pizza, but this guy's here. This guy's here. <laughs> yeah, good times, good times. Your husband Joshua McMillan is a fantastic human. That's yeah. true. I've said it on the podcast. He and I have phone calls and text conversations. We met in person. I want to know everything uh, checks out. I have five-star rating for Josh McMillan. I also did a fantastic wedding, and I got to catch up with so many old friends, many of whom listen to this wonderful adventure of a podcast that we have been on. So if I saw you in Nashville... It was so good. Share this episode. That's what I got. <laughs> That's amazing. Yes, yes. So, Lydia, uh, this week we are continuing our conversation about Advent. And we're talking to uh, a, a guest who really does tie our last season and this season together. His name is Derwin Gray. What do you know about Derwin Gray? Yeah, so um, when I worked for a Christian publisher, I worked and interacted with him a couple of times. Um, I mean, he's a pastor. He's a great speaker. Um, I believe he played sports like football. Um, we talk a little bit about that. Sports. Yeah, sports balls. And um, yeah, so I don't really know a ton. I mean, I know a little bit about football because I was in marching band. And so you know, need to know when and when not to play songs like the fight song when you're winning or another one bites the dust. You don't play another one bites the dust when you're losing helpful tips for you and yours. Well, Lydia, I know those are, that is helpful. And I'm so glad to uh, add some band knowledge, some marching band knowledge to my everyday uh, routine. I've got a little football trivia for you. Are you ready for okay. this? Oh, okay. Ready I, or not. <laughs> all right. Some of it's multiple choice. Some of it's true, false. It's about college football and or the NFL. We'll start with this. We'll start with the one that you should know. We're going to go easy. What is Joshua McMillan's favorite college football team? LSU. Louisiana. Do you you know what their mascot is? A tiger. I have a shirt that has a tiger on it. What if that was just all a, a, a facade, that tiger? <laughs> well, let me tell you, Josh, he graduated with a, a degree from Henderson State, and their mascot is a Reddy. And you say, what is a Reddy? And they say, it's heart. It's not even a thing. That's not, how do you take a Reddy to a football game? What is that? What's a Reddy? I don't I, understand. I, I, I suppose they're letting us know they're prepared. <laughs> They're ready. <laughs> ready to go. 
Okay. Trivia question number two. This team won the Southeastern Conference Championship this weekend. I'm going to give you some options. Do you need them? Yes. Is it A, the University of Tennessee, go Vols, B, the University of Georgia, C, Auburn University, or D, the Alabama Crimson Tide? I guess I'm going to go with Alabama. That's who you should go with because you are correct. Yay. They, the Saban's streak lives. Yeah. Nick Saban is something else. As a Tennessee fan. I mean, fan, he, was, he was in the blind side. That's true. So was Phil Fulmer, the coach of the Tennessee Volunteers at the time and numerous <laughs> other coaches. Okay. Trivia question number three. This. NFL quarterback has been given the nickname the GOAT. Is it A, Joe Montana, Mm -hmm. B, Warren Moon, Mm -hmm. C, Peyton Manning, Mm -hmm. or D, Tom Brady? Peyton Manning. As much as my heart would like to come alongside of you and say that that is true. Yeah. That nickname belongs to Thomas Edward Brady. He is the quarterback. You know what team he plays for? He has played historically for? Um, the Patriots. That is very good. Do you know who he plays for now? The Colts? No. The Tampa oh. Bay Buccaneers. I should stop. I was really I was really close. Okay, you were just trying to find an answer. Let me tell you, the goat is Simone Biles. That's who the real goat is. She's so not, if you want to have a goat war. She's not the we will get to goats next week with Bruxy Cavey. <laughs> uh, is it I my look, turn? Oh, you have a turn. What would you like to do, Miss Lydia? Well, speaking of festive times. Go ahead. Make the turn. Make the turn. Make 12 points. 12 point turn. Celebrations. Football celebrations. Celebrating time. (laughs) Celebrating Christmas. We have a Christmas game. Look at us. Who would have thought it? Not me. In the words of Paul Rudd's gif. All right. So... I love Christmas. You love Christmas. Everybody loves Christmas. I mean, I hope you love Christmas, but it's fine. Our, I've had some fans reach out, say that they really loved the game when I meowed at the tunes of particular songs, and then Chad would try to guess the the title of the song. So that's what we're gonna play again. We wish you a meowy Christmas. Guess the tune. <laughs> Hold on, friends. The name of this game is we wish you a meowy Christmas guest the tunes. Let's roll. <laughs> All right, here's our first song. Meow, 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 
Meow, meow, meow, meow, meow. Once again, candy canes and silver bells that glow. It is. Do you want a list? Some options? No, I'll know the answer as soon as you say it, but feel free to give me a list this time. Uh, No, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Boom. Ding, ding, ding. Okay, I'm ready now. I'm, I'm, I'm in the rhythm. All right, next song. You ready? Yes. Meow, 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 meow. Meow, 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 and a partridge in a pear tree. Uh, the 12 days of Christmas. Ding, ding, ding. Gosh. Amazing. You're doing a lot better with this than you did with the name game that we did. Lydia, let's, let's be completely transparent. Yes. We have been podcasting together for 14 months, and I feel like I've picked up on your weird idiosyncrasies, (laughs) if that's even a word to tie to this conversation. Okay, I have two more songs, two more songs. Let's go. Meow, meow, meow. Meow, 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 meow. Meow, meow, meow. Meow, meow, meow. Meow, 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 meow. Meow, 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 meow. Meow, 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 meow. I don't I know it. You're going to say the answer and the answer will resonate immediately. Is it A White Christmas? B have yourself a merry little Christmas. C Christmas and Hollis or D Wonderful Christmas Time. Wonderful Christmas time. Ding ding ding. I give myself three and a half points. Carry on. <laughs> all right. Uh, this last song is for all you uh, listeners out there who listened to our uh, last podcast. Meow, 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 I am sure all of the Derwin Gray fans who listen to this episode are going to be so impressed by what just took place. Between me asking you (laughs) who won the biggest football game of the weekend and who the quarterback goat is and (laughs) and you meowing Christmas socks. (laughs) Hey, friends, as we focus in on Advent this week, we're having a conversation about love and what it means for God to love us, for God to meet us in the manger, for God to be the one who would love the world so much that he would give his only son so that whosoever would believe in him would not perish but have everlasting life. We are grateful that we get to be part of your Christmas season, and we hope that you enjoy our conversation with Derwin as well as his uh, very helpful thoughts on the Lord's Prayer, which we spent time with as well. So you guys make sure to take a listen. Hey friends, we're here today with Dr. Derwin Gray, 
Dr. Gray, since we're in the holidays, I want you to know that one of our hold on traditions is to have you introduce yourself. However, I'm going to give you a Christmas themed phrase that you have to use in your introduction. Sounds good. Glad tidings. I would like for you to introduce yourself using the phrase glad tidings. My name is Derwin Gray, and I am the husband of Vicki Gray of 29 years, the father of Presley and Jeremiah Gray, and they bring glad tidings to my life because I see Christ displayed in the fact that the first wedding I went to was my own at 21. I had no desires nor dreams to get married, to be a husband, to be a father. I only had one dream, and that was to play professional football. And I'm here to say that because of glad tidings, which is the good news, God's dream was so much better than mine, that he made me a husband and a father. And so those are glad tidings to me. Yes, sir. Hey, Dr. Gray, you've got a new book. We just finished a series on the Lord's Prayer. You've written a book on the Lord's Prayer. Will you tell us about it? Yeah, yeah. So um, several years ago, um, I was just finding people. And then with the pandemic as well, people were being frustrated with prayer. And like, why isn't God answering my prayers? And so one of the things that I wanted to do is I said, okay, well, what does Jesus say about prayer? And so in Luke chapter 11, his disciples asked him a question. They said, Lord, will you teach us to pray? And then Matthew picks that up in Matthew chapter six, verses nine through 13. And he goes literally through the Lord's prayer. And here's what I learned. Number one, prayer is not about getting stuff from God. Number two, prayer is not changing God's mind. Number three, prayer is about getting God. Number four, prayer is about God changing our minds to align our wills to his. And so when you look at the Lord's Prayer, it's a mini catechism or teaching of the life of Jesus. And then secondly, the Lord's Prayer is God's will for us. Now, let me pause here. Because we're Americans and because we're in the land of affluence, we have baptized Christianity with first world issues. And so therefore, following God means I say a prayer, it goes into the spiritual Venmo, and then God comes out with a blessing. And when you look at the Lord's Prayer, the blessing is you learn who our Father is and how much He loves us. We learn that He is holy and sacred. We learn that it's about His kingdom, not ours. We learn that He meets all of our needs because He's the bread of life. We learn to live in His forgiveness, to be forgiving. And we learn that Jesus has overcome sin, death, and evil through his life, death, resurrection, and ascension. That doesn't mean that we don't experience problems. It means that our problems and pain become purpose because they're redeemed in the hands of the Savior. Now, what's sad is everything that I've just said is extremely biblical and hard for modern Christians to get because, once again, we want a Venmo God. We, we want this God who's going to make our dreams come true. And God is saying, I've got something bigger than your little bitty dreams. I actually want to make you like my son. I love the Lord's Prayer. Uh, at my church, we as a congregation say the Lord's Prayer together to close out every worship gathering. And to redirect our hearts. I want to align with what God wants to align with. I want to think what God would have me to think when I'm interacting with him. I want to want what God wants me to want. So mm -hmm. 
thank you for sharing that. Um, now we do play a little game that is one of our favorites. It's called this or that. And I'm, we're going to give you some options and you get to pick, or you can feel free to gallivant away and choose another thing. If you prefer not to pick one of these two. Let's do it. All right. The first one is mountains or the beach. Oh, that's easy. Mountains all day. My wife is from Western Montana. And so we love the mountains and fun fact Several of the pictures that I've taken on my smartphone are actually going to be used as art in our home. Our interior designer, we just got our house remodeled after 20 something years in the house. And she saw our pictures and goes, did you take these? This is like professional art. So mountains all day long. That's awesome. (laughs) Did you did you guys meet when you were at BYU? We did. We met in college, second semester of my freshman year. And we've been together ever since. Are you from that area? No, I'm 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 originally from San Antonio, Texas, and she's from a little town called Darby, Montana. And I got a football scholarship to BYU. She got a academic and track scholarship. And so, uh, yeah, so two, we were both non-Mormons. We would have said that we were Christians, but we had no clue of what the gospel was. So I would say that that we were lost. So two non-Mormons meeting at a Mormon school is like finding a needle in a haystack. So God knew what he was doing. You were not Mormons and neither of you left as a Mormon, which is amazing. Okay, Marvel or DC? Oh, man. You know, uh, I'm going to I'm going to go. I mean, gosh, I don't consider them the same genre of movies. Because one, some are good and some are bad. Uh, well, you could you you could say that. I don't know if you've seen Eternals, by the way. That's was not good. Um, Marvel. Tough. So, to me, DC is more lifelike and grittier, where Marvel just takes you out of reality. So, but I'm gonna I'm gonna say Marvel simply because they they took us on a a decade long journey to the end game. And it was, it was awesome. Every Sunday when you do your Avengers assemble, I'm there. I'm, I'm clicking that hard on Twitter. I'm on, I'm on board with you. I appreciate it, man. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Next one. Coffee or sweet tea? Oh, coffee. I don't even drink sweet tea. That's like brown <laughs> sugar. That's just straight. <laughs> I take my coffee black and I, I you know, sweet tea is like, diabetes in a cup yes (laughs) lydia has this question she has formulated this football or ice yachting football or ice yachting i mean is there any other sport beside football (laughs) do you so so you played in the nfl and do you follow the in what is your mindset when following professional football that's the best question that I've ever gotten. Thank, Thank you very you. much. Because, well, I mean, not literally best question, you know what I mean? From a football perspective, because people ask me, like, what team do you root for? And I'm like, I don't root for a team because, number one, none of the teams are paying me a salary. So why would I invest all that energy and I have no outcome in the game? So when I watch football, what I do is I watch it from a – Uh, defensive backs perspective, the position I played was safety. And so my job was to get everybody lined up, 
My job was to know down and distance formation tendencies. And so I watched the game to call plays. And so if you were to watch a game with, with me, what Tony um, Romo does, how he says they're going to run, run, run this play, that's normal for former NFL players. And so I can tell what they're going to do. So a lot of what I do is I play the game in my mind and just really see what the coaches are trying to do. Football is a is a symphony of brutality and strategic intelligence. Yes, sir. That's good. That's good. I, you know, I'm, I love you played for the Colts and I, yeah. what years were you there? I was with the Colts from 1993 to 1997. And then I was with the Panthers in 1998. I'm, I'm a huge Peyton Manning fan. I, I, I'm a Tennessee football fan. So I, Ooh, well, we need to pray for you then because it's been long suffering. Uh, yes. I, I saw on Twitter <laughs> uh, two years ago that the Vols national championship turned 21 this year. And if, and if it could drink, it would. And I, mm-hmm. <laughs> I felt, I felt that deep down. Well, so, and, and my BYU Cougars went into Tennessee and beat you guys, which should never happen. Like your, your roster is filled with four and five star recruits at that time, your recruits were getting paid money and, and they still lost to a easy tiger. Of like, I mean, no, it's I'm, I'm just speaking the truth and love. And then they they lost to like BYU, who gets like much lower recruits. And I'm like, man, how could they allow these 40 year old Mormon return missionaries to beat these young athletes like this? Were you there with Ty Detmer? Yes, I was. Ty and I are both from San Antonio, Texas, and uh, we played together. By the way, I love how you shifted the conversation. That is genius strategic communication skills, Chad. But we're going to go right back there. So how are you doing? But (laughs) like, how are you doing? I I mean, are you okay with Tennessee pretty much going to be in the middle of the pack until Nick Saban retires? Right now, we're so this year they were predicted to be around four and eight. We ended up seven and five. We're going to a bowl game. I feel like we're a sleeping Goliath right now. So we're on the verge of seeing something special in Knoxville. Uh, that's my long answer. My short answer is, I guess so. Uh, Goliath <laughs> didn't Goliath get his head cut off though? <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Very true. <laughs> okay, we can move. Featured in then. theater. I don't know anything about sports. So well, the let's next... talk theater then. I'm a Denzel Washington guy. Speaking, <laughs> speaking. Uh, let me talk to you about some games. We talk about football. Uh, the 1990s. You were. I mean, you were making it happen in the 90s. We have some 90s things that we want to talk to you about. Items, places, it. food. I want you to rate these. If you remember them, zero to five stars because we're a podcast and we love five-star ratings. Do you remember Pepsi Blue? Did you ever drink it? I did not drink it. I'm a Coke guy, not a Pepsi guy. And I don't really drink Coke anymore either. But I do not remember Pepsi Blue. Uh, well, it looked like me- it looked like medicine or it looked kind of like, like Windex is what Ooh. I remember. That's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> zero to five stars i want you to rate answering machines mm, back i mean answer machines were the bomb so i got to give you four stars on that but Do you remember but, recording but, uh-huh. yes and you always have to put music to it as well like in college with the answer machine i'd, I'd have yes. a i'd have color me bad playing in the background 
and be like, yes. hey, you've reached Derwin. Leave your name and number. I'll hit you back. That's amazing. That's perfect. Perfect. All right. What about paper maps? I know like digital age, we're using our cell phones now, but let's go back to the 90s when there was paper maps when you're looking yes. for places so, to go. I never use paper maps, but my wife to this day, if she could, she would use paper maps. Even to this day, she would use paper maps. What about the tune of like when you would, do you remember the 90s? You would get onto a computer to log into the internet. Oh, and yeah. The tune of a dial up modem. Oh, you, man. Zero well, to five stars. It's a one. <laughs> but I mean, but it was like, doo doo. I mean, it was amazing. <laughs> it took 45 minutes to go to a website. It, it was, you could bake a cake. It took so long. I know, but it was, <laughs> but think of our context. It was amazing though. I mean, we had never seen nothing like it. Were you a beeper or a pager guy in the nineties? Did you have one of those two items? Yep. I had a beeper. Yep. And I thought it was really cool. Yeah. Did you learn how to type words on it with the numbers you were using? I would do, uh, I could tell someone hello. No, no, but I had to stop wearing them. Being being an African American beepers back then uh, was not good for uh, police would stop you and stuff because they would suspect things. Oh so, yeah. Derwin, did you have a? Um, do you remember your first experience ever using a cell phone? <laughs> yeah, one of my teammates. He had an old Motorola cell phone that was the size of a modern day backpack. And he just thought he was the man. I'm not even for sure it even worked, but yeah, it was, it was pretty sweet though. The, I remember when I was in high school, I graduated in 1995 and in 1994, I needed to use the phone and a friend of mine's dad said, sit in the front seat. And he opened up where you shove all of your things in your car and he pulled yeah. a bag phone out and yeah. it was amazing. Yeah. That was pretty sweet though. I remember them days. Dr. Gray, are you a Christmas guy? Do you love Christmas? Uh, I love Christmas because my family does, but I'm more into the reason for Christmas than like the actual gifts and stuff. But I've learned to, because my family loves it. I love it. Yeah. What is your favorite Christmas song? Chestnuts roasting on an open fire. Jack Frost nipping at your nose. Many times in many ways. Merry Christmas to you. You may be the first guest we've ever had to sing on this podcast. And that was beautiful. I am Thank great. you. Wow. Thank you. Amazing. I'm, I'm just trying to give the people what they want, Chat. I love it. I love it so much. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a least favorite Christmas song? I mean, there's like Missing Two Front yes. Teeth and there's Hippos yeah. and Marshmallows. What's your yeah. least favorite? Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. I don't want my mm. grandmama to get run over by a reindeer. That's just not good. Yeah, it makes me worry about her. Yeah. yeah. Do you have a favorite Christmas movie? Yes. Die Hard. <laughs> because my wife has converted me to Die Hard our Christmas movie. So it's a it's a great family tradition that we watch all of the hearts with Bruce Willis. That, oh man, so good. Yeah. 
Do, now you have you don't you don't drink sweet tea, but Christmas is a time of treats, a kind of mm-hmm. goodies, time of goodies. Do you have a favorite Christmas candy, Christmas treat that you lean into when when it's the holiday season? Eggnog, man. Eggnog is uh, you know, eggnog, you just gotta have it, even though it makes you swell up like a walrus. I mean, you gotta have it. Oh, I love eggnog. So have do you have bluebell? I'm sure you have bluebell there, right? We have bluebell ice cream in Texas, but not in North Carolina. Okay, bluebell mm. just released an eggnog ice cream, mm. and it's really, really good. Yeah, that's that could be trouble on multiple levels. It is. It's trouble in my <laughs> in my freezer. It's trouble everywhere. So. Yeah. Do you have a favorite like Christmas tree decoration? So favorite ornament, or do you love the lights? You know what? We we just so here's my favorite thing about Christmas is we finally got a tree that all you got to do is take it out of the box and everything is already there. And so like mm-hmm. all the lights and everything. So we've gotten pretty good at that, you know. So uh yeah, so like we don't really I don't really have like a favorite, whatever. But then when we begin to pull out like stockings from 1995 or stockings from our first year of marriage or when our kids were small, then uh, it's pretty it's pretty cool. Are you nostalgic, Derwin? Very much. Are you the most nostalgic person in your family or is it uh, is it just kind of across the board? I would say it's a tie between my son and I. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Both of us are very nostalgic. When you look at the Christmas season, other than our Lord and Savior, Jesus, do you have a favorite person from the story of, of the Christmas story that we find in the scriptures? Who's your favorite? I do. I do. You, you know, I think a lot of times, uh, you know, obviously besides the king, you know, Mary, Mary gets a lot of the spotlight as she should. I mean, she is the mother of our Lord in the incarnation, but I, I, over over the years, I've really dug into Joseph, and I think about the kind of man that Joseph was, because even before the angel came to him, um, he was not going to publicly embarrass her. And so what I, I think what we miss is the fact that Mary was betrothed to Joseph. So that was a year-long process. And on the day of their wedding, it would have been a party. So Joseph and his wedding party would have gone down the street celebrating going to pick her up. And so the whole village would have known. And so for him to say, I'm going to quietly divorce you, I'm going to quietly move away, says a lot about him as a man. And then when God comes to him through the angel, he obeys and he mans up. And so when you think about him having to go all the way back to Bethlehem and all those things with pregnant, with, with pregnant Mary, I, I, I really appreciate Joseph and, and we don't learn much about him, but there, there are a few things that number one is his, his integrity and integrity is what do you do when no one's looking is number two is he obeyed God, even though he didn't have all the answers. And number three, he fiercely loved Mary and the baby, you know? Um, so it's pretty awesome. Yeah. The story of, of Joseph is, is so strong. Hey, Derwin, I did forget one thing I've noticed on Twitter that you're a bit of a sneaker head. Is that true? Would you say that? 
How about yourself? Uh, yeah, you know what? So I have grown into a sneakerhead to a certain degree. My son got me involved. And then a couple of pastor friends gifted me nice shoes when I went to go speak. And then I discovered this thing called eBay, where you can get nice shoes for like way at a discount. And uh, I was like, praise the Lord. Well, you know, I have the... I have the gospel of peace on my feet. I have noticed on your uh, on your Twitter. I mean, you you got a range. You got some um, Reebok questions. You, you wear some Jordans. Do you have a favorite mm-hmm. Jordan silhouette? Mm, not really. Um, those Reeboks. Uh, I have a newer pair, but then I have an older pair, which are actually from 1996, the originals. And so, growing up, growing up poor. You had to keep your shoes looking new. And so, you you know, you get a toothbrush and you clean them up real good. So those shoes are like basically since you graduated high school. Wow. That's impressive. I had a pair of Air Jordans in the eighth grade that I wish I still had regularly. Man, they, they would they would be worth thousands. Yeah. The, <laughs> wow. What you don't even I didn't even think about it back then. You were waiting for the new pair of whatever to come out. So Wow, I, I can't go too far down that rabbit trail. Uh, Dr. Gray, we on the Hold On podcast this season, we're talking about uh, Advent right now. We're working through the various themes of it. And we would love for you just to talk to us about that idea of anticipation and love, specifically love that comes yeah. when we consider Jesus. Yeah, you know, I, I think the I think the first thing is, Typically, as evangelical Protestants, uh, we tend to be anti-anything tradition, but yet we have so many traditions. But Advent has been celebrated by the global church for hundreds and hundreds of years, and it is this season of anticipation, right? And Advent shows us that the Messiah came to do more then simply forgive us of our sins. Like, I'm so grateful for the forgiveness of sins. But forgiveness of sins does not equate to sanctification unto holiness. A person can be forgiven of sins and still be selfish, still be a racist, still be a misogynist, still be greedy. And so Jesus came actually to display the love of God in human form. If you ever want to know what God the Father looks like, look at Jesus because he's the image of the invisible God, right? And so Jesus personifies what love is. First John 4, 8, God is love. Jesus is love. Love looks like Jesus telling the woman caught in adultery, They've dropped all their stones. Who's left to condemn you? Neither do I condemn you. But then he, then he says, go and sin no more. Love looks like Jesus looking at Peter saying, get from behind me, Satan. You're not going to keep me from going to the cross. Love looks like Jesus saying, in this world, you will have trouble, but take courage for I have overcome the world. Love looks like Jesus preaching in his hometown synagogue in Luke 4, 16 through 18. And he's quotes Isaiah 61.1 and basically says, I've come to set the captives free, to release, you know, those in cap, you know, the blind and everything. And then he tells two stories about Jewish prophets who only reached Gentiles. 
And the scripture then says, and they tried to throw him off of a cliff. Jesus didn't come to make Israel great again. He came to be the savior of all mankind so they can see how great he is. And so Christmas is not just a story of forgiveness. Christmas is an invasion saying that Jesus has taken his rightful place as king. He's conquered sin, death, and evil. Pick up your cross and follow him. Thank you so much, Dr. Gray. That was really, really good, really helpful for us. Hey, will you do us a favor? Our listeners, they like to stay in touch with the guys and girls that we have on interviewing on our podcast. Could you tell our people where the best places to find you are? Yeah, uh, just go on Twitter to at Derwin L. Gray. That's Gray with an A. Instagram, I'm at Derwin L. Gray. Facebook, I'm at Derwin L. Gray. And then you can go to DerwinLGray.com, DerwinLGray.com. That'll take you to my personal website, which will then show you all of my books. It'll take you to Transformation Church, where you can watch sermons and all that good stuff. I love it. Thank you for being with us. again so much to Derwin Gray. We really enjoyed having him on the podcast. If you don't already, go follow him on all the socials and make sure you check out his new book, God, Do You Hear Me? Speaking of social media, if you don't already follow us, we are at Hold On Podcast on Instagram and Twitter, at Hold On Pod on Facebook. We also have our Facebook group, so come check us out there. Friends, if you're a pastor, youth pastor, or Bible communicator of any kind, I would love for you to participate in a through-line cohort in the spring or next fall, so make sure that you uh, touch base with me there as well. Thank you guys so much. We'll see you next week. Bye.